Hey, yo, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. Everything is everything. We in the building, man. This is after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. You got the mirror in the house live and direct, man. We get ready to do what we do live via Mixer.com. The big homies at the Action VR Network putting me on, putting you on another Tuesday night live. It's going down. You know where I be. I be the mayor. Get at me on Twitter at RMDesk. I got Wacko Bob holding me down behind the boards, man. We got a lot of stuff to discuss tonight, man. Um, we halfway to the NBA Finals. Shout out to the Golden State Warriors. We halfway to the Stanley Cup Finals. Shout out to the Boston Bruins. All right. So um, it's a lot of stuff to talk about, man, all over the place. All right. Um, you know, baseball, you know, we're going to get into it tonight. It's a baseball heavy because, you know, I always say, man, and if you've been rocking with me, you know, I always say that I really don't get into baseball, you know, heavy like that until um, around Memorial Day. Well, it's Memorial Day weekend. Get ready to come up, y'all. So it's that time to get busy. So I'm going to show you all how I do and let you all know what it is. Um, 954-246-0398 is the map. If you want to chop it up with me and get it in, I'm here till 10 o'clock. And um, let's go, man. Let's set it off. Um, tonight, we're going to also talk about the WNBA. Because I know a lot of, I know for a fact, a lot of these, you know, you know quote-unquote sports shows don't do that. You know what I mean? So I'm going to give um, the WNBA some shine because this season is getting ready to start. And um, I think that we're going to you know, we gotta set the show off tonight talking about the WNBA. Um, you already know, man. I mean, there's a lot of things going on with that. A lot of people said that this league wouldn't survive. It's in, I think it's 23rd, 23rd year. It's about to pop off in a couple of days. So um, I just wanted to, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, some of the teams and some of the things that have been happening and going on as far as the WNBA is concerned. And um, hopefully we can do what we do, man, and have a, have a good show, man, tonight, and, and let's make it happen. Um, first and foremost, man, the WNBA, I think that as far as, you know, they're concerned, people talking about, you know, nobody really pays attention to it, nobody watches it. I watch it, you know, and that's all that counts to me. I watch it, you know, and um, we're going to have, you know, a couple of um, comments about each team, and uh, we're going to have our uh, WNBA preview will probably be up, eh, if not tomorrow, it'll probably be, definitely be up Thursday on After Further Review on Facebook, all right? So that's how we're doing it, man. Um, We're we, we, we doing it up hard body like that. Shout out to Yuan Cespedes of the New York Mets. Broke his ankle at his ranch. So I, I guess, you know, now he, he really doesn't have to really worry about, you know, uh, playing or anything like that. Um. The NBA, we're going to talk about that, too. I got some things I want to say about the NBA, man. I really I really want to get into that a little bit because um, all the, the things that I, I've been saying since basically the season started, now it's about to get to crunch time, and we're going, we're going to chop that up. But uh, um, the WNBA, man, 2019, man, I, I, I think that, um, you know, last year was great. You know, Seattle Storm won the title, but I think this year, you know, they're going to go into – um, the season without um, their, 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 their number one player, you know what I mean? Um, and, and, and Brianna Stewart, she um, injured herself while she was playing overseas. So I think that that's really going to, you know, change some things as far as, you know, Seattle was concerned. Um, who's going to win the title? I mean, you know, or who's at least the favorite? Um, there's really no um, obvious answer now after, you know, Brianna Stewart um, and you know her injury for the Seattle Storm. 
Um, I think, you know, I, I, I don't know, man. I think, uh, you know, the NBA, WNBA, excuse me, is going to be missing, you know, some, you know, some notable players, you know, Maya Moore from the Minnesota Lynx. All right. Um, Diana Taurasi and, and, and uh, who's on the Phoenix Mercury and Candace Parker, who plays for the Los Angeles Sparks. Don't, you know, they're out indefinitely with injuries. So again, they're going to be um, veterans looking for bigger opportunities and they're going to be, you know, younger players that are going to be trying to prove themselves. Um, it's definitely going to be a lot of twists and turns. Um, again, you know, team, you're going to have to really respond early because you know, it's a short season, 34 games. So you can't really get, you know, dig yourself a hole, um, too much, you know what I mean? And then try to call yourself out of it. Um, it's the Atlanta dream. They've been my, you know, favorite team for a couple of years now. Not, you know, my, 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 my real favorite team, but it's just a team that I like cause I like Angel McCartney, right? Um, Angel McCartney's, you know, she tore her ACL last year and, you know, she's going to come back this season and um, hopefully she could get integrated, in, integrated back into the, you know, starting lineup. And, um, you know, along with Tiffany Hayes and Renee Montgomery, you know, and Alex Bentley, I think that um, they'll do better. You know, last year they were 23 and 11. They lost in the semifinals to um, the Washington Mystics. But I think, you know, if they could get, you know, some, some decent play, and I think it's going to have to be more than decent for them to really compete like they want to. Um, you know, their, their star players are going to have to show up and hold it down until Andrew McCartry is, is back to full strength. Now, if Andrew McCartry, you know, can't come back like she wants to, um, they had, you know, Atlanta has a nice inside game. Um, Marie Gulich um, is, is going to be able to hold it down. And, and their coach, Nikki Collin, hopes, you know, hopes that, you know, all of these things can manifest into a uh, playoff berth and, you know, even uh, the next level a championship in Atlanta. So that's what's going on with the Atlanta dream. Um, I'm not going to give my predictions uh, for divisions and stuff. I'll do that on Thursday after further review Thursday morning on Facebook. All right, the Chicago Sky. Um, I mean, you know, they have a new coach, James Wade. You know, um, this team is, is, is going to have to, you know, uh, strengthen their defense, put it together while still being a, a, a tough team to defend against. You know, they had the number four draft pick. Uh, Katie Lou Samuelson is going to help that offense out tremendously. It gives the uh, sky another strong three-point threat to go along with Allie Quigley, uh, Diamond the Shields, and Courtney Vandersloop. That team is going to be very, very strong. I like the Chicago Sky. I like what they're doing. Um, I think that you know they had you know what the Sky is going to have to improve on this season is they're going to have to win a lot of close games. They have to win more close games. All right. Um, the defense is going to have to definitely get better for them to do that. But um, I think, you know, the last couple of seasons they have not made the playoffs. Hopefully um, they can turn that around and make a decent run this year. All right. Um, the Connecticut Sun. Um, they used to be the dominant force in the WNBA for a hot minute. You know, um, they traded uh, Shanae Ogumike to the Los Angeles Sparks. Okay. Um, they're going to get back Jonquel Jones for the entire season this year. They don't have a bunch of stars like they used to, but it doesn't really matter because the, Chicago, the Connecticut Sun is uh, one of the um, you know, WNBA's best shooting teams. All right? um, if they just collapse because of the loss of Ogwamike, um, they still can you know, uh, at least make the playoffs. You know? But I don't know how much farther they're going to go um, you know, without Ogwamike and this team, you know, trying to improve. I mean, they were 21 and 13 last year, 
but um, they're going to have to definitely step it up because a lot of teams in the East have gotten better. The Dallas Wings, you know, um, they also have a new coach in Brian Agler, all right? Um, I think, you know, if they can do their thing defensively, all right, um, Skylar Diggins, Smith is coming back from, you know, uh, pregnancy, and um, uh, they drafted um, Enrique Ogobale, okay? She's going to make a definite strong run at Rookie of the Year. Um, they got a player in the post name, Azura Stevens. Hopefully she could take a, 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 a big leap in her sophomore season. But I think that uh, Dallas is on their way, man. I, I think, you know, the big loss for them is going to be Liz Cambridge. They, you know, they, they, they traded her. And um, I think that um, they, they could work some things out. But Dallas still has some, some ways to go before they can, you know, get themselves together to be a, a very, very strong contender in the WNBA. Um, the Indiana Fever. I think that, you know, they had the number two pick in the draft and Tierra McCowan. I think if she can adjust quickly to what happens, you know, in, in, the, in the, you know, the next level in the WNBA and can help out, you know, Indiana as far as their rebounding and rim protection, they'll be okay. Um, they also have a sophomore guard, second-year guard in Kelsey Mitchell, and she can, you know, um, develop into the team's top scorer, and she can really clarify her role, you know, and what she does on the team. Uh, I don't think Indiana is going to be a uh, playoff team this year, but I think they'll win more than six games. They won six. They went six and twenty-eight last year. All right. Um, I mean, you know, they're going to really definitely miss Victoria Vivians. You know what I mean? Who also, you know, suffered a uh, a severe injury overseas after having a very, very uh, productive rookie season in the WNBA. They have Candice Dupree. She's still going to carry a big load. Um, you know, like I said, there's not really going to be that much progress for this team. But, um, you know, hopefully they, they can, you know, find their way to, to, to um, get some double digits and, and, and win double digits this year. All right? Um, the Las Vegas Aces. I think Las Vegas made one of the, you know, one of the most, you know, it might be underrated right now, um, but I think it might be one of the most significant moves that has been made in WNBA in a long time. They traded – for Liz Cambridge, okay? And she's going to, um, you know, form a combination with Aja Wilson, all right? They got Aja Wilson from Louisville. And I think that, um, you know, with their guards, what Las Vegas can bring, and with the guard play and Kayla McBride, they're definitely going to, you know, be able to do some things. Um, they really don't have, you know, the, the quote-unquote experience. But as we saw last year with the Las Vegas Golden Knights, you really don't have to have too much playoff experience. You just have to have that will to win and know what you're doing, and you can play, you know, challenge for a title. And hopefully, um, you know, that's what Las Vegas might do this year. Um, the only thing that could, you know, uh, get in their way is if, you know, Liz Cambridge and Aja Wilson, they don't really coexist like they, you know, like, you know, they would hope they would. And, um, you know, they're going to have to really, both of them are going to have to have, you know, um, bigger seasons than they did last year. They both had, you know, good seasons. But they're going to have to have better seasons than they did last year. The Vegas Aces want to, you know, contend for a WNBA title. Um, they were, you know, they were uh, league low in three-point shooting last year. They're going to have to step that gate, they step that up. Um, and, and a lot of the times, you know, Las Vegas looked at, you know, they looked like they were playing, um, you know, individually instead of playing team basketball. They looked like they were doing a lot of individual stuff out there. But um, I think that Las Vegas is going to make um, – they're going to make a playoff run this year. Um, the Los Angeles Sparks. I think the Sparks, man, you know, now they got the sisters together, Nanika and Shanae Ogomike. 
um, you know, the Sparks are even deeper and more versatile now. You know, um, when Candace Parker comes back from her hamstring injury to go along with Chelsea Gray and Alana Beard, you know, um, and, and, and their new coaches, Derek Fisher, that name sounds familiar, right? Yeah, that Derek Fisher. All right. They can, you know, do some things, man. And the Sparks can, you know, possibly and probably contend for um, a, a WNBA title, which would be their fourth. All right. Um, I think if, you know, Los, Los Angeles can't get out, you know, from up under the injury bug like they did last year, um, it's going to be a problem. I think if Derek Fisher, you know, has, you know, a problem, you know, getting, you know, rotations together and, you know, getting, you know, the camaraderie of the team together, I think it's going to be some problems. But I think that, you know, the Los Angeles Sparks could be a very, very um, good contender and they could make a deep playoff run as far as the West is concerned. Um, last year, they were 19 and 15, okay? Um, the Minnesota Lynx, all right? This is going to be their first season since 2009 without either Lindsey Whalen, who retired, or Maya Moore, who's sitting out the season. I think that um, what Minnesota has to do is kind of start from the beginning, all right? They still have veterans on their team like Sylvia Fowles and Simone Augustus, you know, leading the way. And um, Nafisa Collier is one of their top rookies. I think that um, they have, you know, a guard like Odyssey Sims who's going to provide a boost for them. I think Minnesota, they're not going to, you know, be able to uh, replicate those glory seasons that they've had in recent days, but I think that um, they'll be good. Um, chemistry, you know, again, I think the chemistry thing is going to be a situation with Minnesota. Sometimes they play very, very well, and I think that was, with, you know, because of the veteran leadership that they had. You know, um, but, you know, if they if they don't have that, you know, leadership that's consistent and they need to have consistent leadership, where are they going to get that from? You know, um, this team has not missed the playoffs since 2010. So we'll see what's going on with the Minnesota Lynx. All right. The New York Liberty. All right. Um, you know, the Liberty, you know, they were trying to figure out where they were going to play. They're no longer, you know, play, you know, the majority or, you know, their games at Madison Square Garden. Um, you know, Katie Smith is going to settle in in her second season as a head coach. All right. They have a new owner, um, and, and, and their future is looking a little bit more secure. So they don't really have to worry about what's, what goes on off the court. Um, they have a couple of rookies in Asia Durr and Han Yu. Han Yu is a rookie from China. And I really, I'm really interested to see how she's going to, um, how her, 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 um, game is going to relate. All right, WNBA style, she's, she's going to um, do her thing, but um, she's going to have to. And Tina Charles is going to have to, you know, step up and be one of the leaders of the team. Um, I think the Liberty is going to be imperative for the New York Liberty to get off to a good start. I think, you know, Tina Charles is going to have to give them consistent help on the offensive side. Um, you know, they have moments when it looked like they're, you know, getting ready to, you know, make that, you know, next step. But then again, you know, you know, it's the New York Liberty. They don't, you know, they had a lot of things going on off the court. And I think that was something that kind of, you know, um, hindered them from their progress this year. They were one of the other teams that also, um, you know, uh, won uh, seven games last year. So they got to get some double digits going on. And, it's you know, it's going to be a work in progress. We'll see what it is. But they got to get off to a good start. All right. Um, Phoenix Mercury. All right, they're waiting for Diane Tarazi to come back from her back surgery. Um, you know, they're led by Brittany Griner and Dewana Bonner, Breon January and Estes Carson. You know, that team, you know, those, those ladies can provide a strong defensive edge to that perimeter game. And, and you know, the rookies are going to have to contribute. 
you know. Um, if Diana Taraji can come back and make an impact, you know, once the playoffs start, then, you know, Phoenix and, you know, L.A. is going to be something to look at and, and deal with as far as the Western Conference is concerned. Um, if Phoenix has troubles adjusting to Diana Taurasi being out and they don't really have that on-court leader, you know, then it's going to be problems, man. And I think that um, Brittany Griner, she needs to, you know, be more vocal. I, I, I'm thinking right now, at, you know, um, as it should be, Brittany Griner should be the face of the WNBA, regardless of, you know, what happened off the court and her situation that she had before. So what? You know what I'm saying? Let her, you know, do what she does. And I think she needs to focus on that. And I think that she needs to, um, you know, be dominant. Be dominant from the gate. Don't let it come to you. Go get it. You know, and that's, and that's how I feel about the Phoenix Mercury, man. They're one of the better teams in the Western Conference. I like them. Um, the Seattle Storm. You know, they, they're the defending champs. Okay, they lost Brianna Stewart. She tore the Achilles overseas. Um, Natasha Howard, who really, really had a great year last year. Okay, um, you know, she's going to have to really step up and, and, and you, know, um, you know, take the place of some of that missing scoring that they're going to, you know, missing Brianna Stewart. Um, don't forget they have Jewel Lloyd as well, you know, and they got Sue Bird. So, again, the Seattle Storm, they're not, you know, they're not going to be, you know, a, a, a charity case because, you know, Brianna Stewart is out. They're still going to, you know, do their thing, man, you know. Um, but I think that, um, you know, um, they're going to have to just, you know, be focused and not worry about, you know, the loss of Brianna Stewart. And it's going to be able to, you're going to be able to tell that from the first, you know, three or four games whether the Storm can, you know, survive without Brianna Stewart because they're going to have to. It's not like she's going to be coming in any time this season. She's done. It's a wrap. So they're going to have to, you know, if they're going to defend their title, they're going to have to defend it without Brianna Stewart. You know, and I think that is going to impact them on both ends of the court. You know, if they can't make up for the loss of the league MVP. Um, the Washington Mystics, they made the, NBA, the WNBA Finals last year against the Seattle Storm. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of their team from last year is back. You know, they added Emma Meesman. Uh, I think, you know, Washington is going to be one of the hardest teams in the league to, 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 to defend against. Um, but I think that the problem is Missman is going to miss the month of June because she has a commitment to her, um, her native Belgian squad. All right. But I think that, you know, she's going to be playing ball. I think that that's the thing. She's going to be playing basketball. So again, she should be effective when she comes back and she rejoins the team. Um, Elena Deladon, she's going to have to do her thing, man. She's going to have to step up and have another MVP type season. All right. Um, we don't get any sophomore slump from Ariel Atkins. I think the Washington Mystics can, um, do some things and make some things happen. Um, that, that coach Mike Tebow, he's going to have to really, really, you know, rally the troops and make it happen and don't de depend and rely on Elena Deladon too much. If she doesn't have to carry a lot of the offensive load, then they'll be all right. But if she does, then, you know, anything can happen, all right? It's a 34-game season in the WNBA. We're going to have our WNBA, um, you know, division picks and, and finals picks and all that. That's going to be Thursday, all right, on After Further Review on Facebook. Look, man, um, I'm the mayor. I'm in the building. Get at me on Twitter at RMDES. Shout out to my crew, everybody out there, man, my man over there at uh, Calfani Radio. All right, what about that game? You know it goes down Monday nights from 8 to 9. 
All right, shout out to my man Carlito, my man Rockness Monster. All right, uh, Miss Mo Better and Queen Amina. That's what we do. We give it up every Monday night from eight to nine on uh, Calfani Radio. All right, the name of the show is What About Their Game? But right now you're locked into After Further Review 2.0, aka the sideline pass. You got the mayor in the house doing what I do, man. Every Tuesday night from eight to ten p.m. I got my man Wacko Bob holding me down. Um, shout out to my man Sonny Cruz. Shout out to um, the big homie Chuck Skull. All right, Miss Cat. You know what I mean? The whole unit. We're doing what we do over here, man. Wacko Bob is in the house and he's holding me down. Yes, sir. What's, what's good, man? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm like, I don't understand how, I mean, you're going to have to enlighten me on that because, I mean, it's not like they haven't done it without the rent before. You know what I'm saying? It's just that, yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. 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 Right, right. That's right. That's right. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, yo. I, I, I definitely, I definitely co-sign that. I definitely co-sign that. I mean, you know, as much as you know, people talk about, you know, um, Durant. And, you know, how he got to go to the state or whatever, I don't think that, you know, affected, you know, um, Curry at all. He still, you know, did his thing. This is, you know, his team. You know what I mean? Durant could come in here and contribute, and, 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 and that's what he's supposed to do, and help them, you know, to get, you know, championships, which he has done um, the last couple of seasons. He's been, you know, the uh, finals MVP. So he's definitely, um, you know, um, you know had, had his, had his uh, moments, and he's done his thing, and he's proved his worth. But again, like you said, you know, um, the team, you know, moves around Steph Curry. 
You know what I mean? So, you know, Kevin Durant is nice. It's a nice piece to have. And I remember, you know, when the season, you know, started, how people were talking this, you know, nonsense about how the super team and, you know, with, with, with DeMarcus Cousins and how the Warriors were just going to run through everybody and all of that. And it's just, and that's what's happening. That's what's happening, Bob. But I don't see DeMarcus Cousins out there. I don't see Kevin Durant out there. So that speaks to, you know, the team concept, like what, like exactly what you're talking about. It's more than a, you know, it's, it's more than an eye. It's, you know, the team. And then you've got these guys that nobody never heard of is stepping up. You know, your Alfonso McKinney's of the world, your Jordan Bells, you know what I mean? So again, they, they're getting everybody involved. And I think that's what makes the um, Golden State Warriors and their story, you know, kind of, you know, kind of different. Because again, as much, as many stars as they have, Wacko, no, we haven't even talked about Clay. We haven't talked about Draymond. You know what I'm saying? It's it, it's it's everybody's contributing. You know, and and I think that um you know they're in the NBA Finals for the fifth straight season, and you know it's not for nothing. You know, I think that they've worked hard, and and they, they did what they had to do. You know, regardless of whatever the pressure that they you know got from you know let's say a San Antonio Spurs or you know like even this season uh, a Denver Nuggets in the regular season were pushing Golden State. You know what I'm saying? The Houston Rockets, for example. You know what I mean? They would push Golden State in the regular season. But where are these people at now? You know, now we're in the you know we're in the good part of the season now. This is the part of the season that everybody wanted to see. The, the, you know, the NBA regular the NBA regular season is like an eighty two game exhibition season because the NBA season doesn't start until the playoffs start. That's just my opinion about it. You know what I mean? And so Golden State has proven that. They can, you know, do what they do in the regular season. They might not, you know, finish first in the West like they did last year. You know what I mean? Houston Rockets won the West, but the, Houston, the Golden State Warriors won the title. You know what I mean? Like you said, you know, Durant is the star, but uh, uh, Steph is, the, is, is his team. He's the leader. You know what I mean? So you can do what you want to do with the regular season. Just, you know, get ready for playoff time. Be ready to represent. Um, and, you know, I feel like, you know, the Portland Trailblazers did all they could, man. You know, they took it as far as they, as they could. Um, I'm not surprised that they got swept, you know. Um, I just think that, you know, this is, was a learning experience for them. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I was on Twitter last night. I was calling the, uh, the uh, Portland Trailblazers the 24-minute champions because they were doing work. They were doing work on Golden State in the first half of all of these games. And they lost the ball, you know. Uh, Myers Leonard. Right for the Portland Trailblazers had 25 points in the first half. The games, the, you still got a half of basketball to play. You know what I mean? So um, we're at the halfway point of the NBA Finals right now. The Golden State Warriors have until um, May the 30th. That's when the NBA Finals start. Um, I don't really see. Do you see any too much of a difference between you know this title run for Golden State and the previous uh, runs that they've had for the NBA title, uh, Bob? Do you see um, any difference between this t this year's Golden State Warriors team and teams of uh, previous years?
Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, because, you know, because, you know, you got the Lakers, you got the Clippers, you know what I mean? And, and, and it seems like, you know, the Lakers are, you know, they're, they're another story. Um, but we're going to talk about that in a minute. But I, I just think that, you know, right now, you know, the Portland Trailblazers are, are thinking about, you know, they, they had a you know, great season. Shout out to, you know, uh, uh, Dame Lillard and shout out to all those guys, C.J. McCollum and all those guys. Um, but understand now, Portland has been eliminated by Golden State three of the last four seasons. So I know Portland, you know, their time is going to come. You know, their time is going to come. But I just think that, you know, Portland always runs into, you know, that juggernaut. Golden State is a juggernaut, man. You know, um, I think that, you know, um, talk about, you know, differences between, you know, the first versions of the Golden State Warriors and, you know, particularly this year's version. Um, you might want to mention uh, Andrew Bogut. You know, um, remember, Andrew Bogut was like one of those key, you know, components of those teams from 2015 and, 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 and even 2014 squad. You know what I mean? And so I think that um, the bench – Golden State's bench really, you know, helps them to, to make deep runs. And I think that last night really showed, um, you know, showed that as far as their bench is concerned, man, because, you know, you got these guys that really don't get a lot of burn at all during the season, and they came in and just made it happen, man. So, um, you know, Golden State, you know, is, it has that, you know, the, the pedigree now. So they're making it happen, man, five straight, you know, finals and, and, and stuff like that, man. So, again, they're going for a three-peat. You know, they're going to try to make it happen. And whoever they play, whether it be, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks or the uh, Toronto Raptors, um, what are you expecting out of a series between Golden State and either Milwaukee or Toronto? Mm-hmm. 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 Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? I mean, whoever, you know, Golden State plays in the finals, it's going to be like, you know, going up against LeBron, the new LeBron, you know, uh, 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 for lack of a better term. You know, you got you know, Giannis, you know, Antetokounmpo with Milwaukee, and then you got Kawhi Leonard with Toronto. So, again, um, you know, it's going to be a challenge, you know, and, and, and um, we, you know, we'll see. 
um, when my thought was, I, I, I kind of said that Toronto would come out of the East. I thought that, you know, with the addition of, of Marcus All, and I thought if Kyle Lowry would step his game up and Kawhi Leonard could carry them, and then Toronto's bench is pretty decent as well. So I, I, I kind of, you know, thought that, you know, my thought was Toronto and Golden State, and that's what I said at the beginning of the season. And Toronto would come out of the East, and Golden State would come out of the West. But um, yeah, man, we, you know we're waiting for that. You know the game, uh, game four is getting ready to start in, in in a few minutes, or it's getting ready to start in up in Toronto. Um, this this is a big game for the Raptors. I think that they you know have to you know win this game, put a little bit of pressure on Milwaukee because a lot of people are not giving you know Toronto too much of a chance. You know, but I think that um, Toronto has you know they're at home. So they really don't have, you know, that excuse, you know what I mean? And they could, you know, do what they need to do and, and, and even this series up, take it back to Milwaukee, uh, you know, tied up at two. Because I think if they lose tonight, I, I don't really know if they have too much of a chance. I don't think they're going to be able to beat uh, Milwaukee, you know, three games straight if they lose tonight. All right? So that, that's, that's the deal with that. Um, we're going to take a quick break, man. Pause for the cause. When we come back, we're going to talk some Stanley Cup playoffs. Um Nah, we're not gonna take no break yet. We're not gonna take a break yet. We're gonna we're gonna talk a few more minutes, man. Um, Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson, man, oh man, oh man. Uh, I I, I mean, you know what? I think that you know Magic Johnson, you know, did what he had to do. He had to, you know he had to protect his neck. You know, um, you know he he you know talked a lot about um you know uh about betrayal and getting stabbed in the back and, you know, how Rob Palenka, you know, did him dirty and stuff like that. I just think that, um, you know, it just didn't work out, man. And so now you got to save face. You know, Magic Johnson's got a lot of stuff going on. And my first thought when I heard that Magic Johnson, matter of fact, we were on the air. Um, Magic Johnson, you know, stepped down as, as um, you know, president uh, for the Los Angeles Lakers. It was like, okay. You know, but a lot of people were, were shocked, and you know, because they thought that you know Magic and the LeBron thing, and they were going to bring a title to LA, and we all knew people who were in their right mind that weren't blinded by science. They knew that the Lakers was not going to win the championship this year. LeBron could had three LeBron James out there; they wasn't going to win because the rest of the roster was going to bring them down. You know, so they had this. Like I said, Bob, you know, this year was a tax write-off. They had this year to get it together. And then next year, they were going to really, you know, contend. So now that magic is gone, and so now it's turned into a bunch of he said, he said, and magic feels this way, and Rob Palenka says this. And how does that reflect on the new coach, Frank Vogel? He's stepping into a situation like, what the hell am I getting myself into? You know? Um, and, 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 and Go ahead. Go ahead.
Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're absolutely right. I think that, you know, in, in their haste and rush to, to compete, I think that, you know, you know, they got LeBron. They wanted to put some pieces around LeBron, and they didn't consider what they had, you know what I mean? The youngsters, you know, the Ingrams, the Kuzmas, the, the, the Lonzo Balls, those guys, you know what I mean? They didn't, they didn't really consider those guys because, you know, they, made it, they put it out there like, yo, we were trying to get rid of these guys, and they were trying to get Anthony Davis. And, you know, these, these young guys, these are a different breed. We talked about this before. You know, these young guys, they, they don't have thick skin. You know what I mean? They, have, they, they don't want to feel like, you know, they, they're not appreciated. They want you to praise every move that they make. And if you say something negative about them, be it the truth or not, you know, they're going to feel some kind of way. So I think that they kind of, you know, and, and I think LeBron might have something to do with it a little bit. You know what I mean? They kind of lost the team. You know what I mean? Didn't really even give themselves a chance. So with LeBron getting injured on, on Christmas Day, that kind of, you know, kind of, you know, um, put – you know, a little bit more uh, emphasis on, you know, um, them, you know, having to hurry up and make it happen now. So that started with the LeBron injury. And then you have, the, you know, these kids out here that, you know, you, you go, you're going to trade them. And then you're telling them to their face that you're going to trade them. And you're telling them behind their back that they're here for the, for the long haul. Now you want to get rid of them. And now the emotions are in the game and everything is caught up. So Magic Johnson's talking about they go behind his back. And Rob Polinka's like, Magic Johnson's, no, nah, that's not how it went. And Jeannie Buss has got to try to figure it out. And, so it's it's a whole it's a whole situation that's going on in LA, man. And I think that um it's gonna work out, but no time soon. You know, and I think, you know, they could have handled it a lot better, but they just didn't. It just didn't work out. So uh Frank Vogel who you know, was the head coach of the Indiana Pacers and Orlando Magic, he's gonna replace Luke Walton. I think that um, you know, if he's if he's here, if we're still talking about Frank Vogel in in three years, then you know he's doing a good job. The Lakers will be on their way. But if you know if the Lakers have another coach in three years, it's just going to be you know they're going down the toilet, the turmoil. You know um, who are they who are they going to get to you know uh, play with LeBron on July the first? You know what free agents are they going to sign? So it's a whole bunch of questions out there. What are they going to do with that number four pick? You know what I mean? What are they going to do? So it's a whole bunch of questions that, you know, still are left to be um, answered. And I think that as we sit back and we just watch what happens in L.A. As, as well as, you know, what happens in New York and, you know, all over the NBA, man, we could kind of see that, um, you know, we're just playing out the string. And I hate to say it like that, but it just is, man. This season is just playing out the string. We're going to, you know, get to see, hurry up and get the season over with. Let's get to the draft. Let's get to July 1st. You know what I mean? And then, you know, then we could come back, you know, in, in October and November and, and really have a great NBA season. All bets will be off. And now, you know, LeBron should be right. The Lakers should be right. You know what I mean? Hopefully the Knicks will be right. And, you know, everybody else will be in contention to have their ducks in a row. And um, we'll, we'll see what it is. Um, now we're going to take a break, man. We're going to take a pause to the cause. When we come back, man, we're going to talk some Stanley Cup hockey. Um, score update. All right. Game six in St. Louis. The St. Louis Blues lead the San Jose Sharks two to nothing. About thirty seconds to go in the first period. This is after further review. Two point oh, aka the sideline pass. We'll be right back. Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, 
please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. This is Rex Scott of the band X-Center. I don't need to tell you how much porn dominates the internet. It is so spiritually destructive, and it's easy to get hooked, but there is a way out. Log on to the number one Christian porn site, triplexchurch.com, and download free accountability software. Or get involved with Triple X Church's online recovery support, triplexchurch.com. Say no to the bunny and become an X-Sinner. What if I didn't come from a famous family? What if I didn't have all their support? What if I couldn't finish my education? What if I didn't have all these opportunities? Believe me, it wouldn't be pretty. Pause before you play. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime, Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. I'm Marie Osmond. Choices, some are minor, others life-changing. But what if your small choices matter the most, like the stairs or the elevator, baked or fried? What if these small choices determine if you'll be the one out of every three women who die of heart disease this year? These choices might not seem life-changing today, but women are dying of heart disease at the rate of almost one per minute. Luckily, it's mostly preventable. Choose to act. Our hearts, our choice. Make your choice at GoRedForWomen.org. It may not happen in six months, it may not happen in a year, it may not happen in two years, but at some point, my dream is going to become a reality. 
the Harley Race Wrestling Academy, the greatest wrestling school on God's green earth, where champions aren't born, they're made. If you have the passion, the motivation, and the dream to become a professional wrestler, then make the right decision. Investing in your future starts right here at the Harley Race Wrestling Academy. For more information, go to HarleyRace.com. Make your choice right now. Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rate. That's 863-294-5630 for Skis Watch and Clock.
Boom, we back in the building, man. Did you miss me? We in the house, man. This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. We are in the building another Tuesday night, man, doing what we do, making it happen, rocking out with you, man, holding you down. I appreciate you for checking me out. Um, this is how we do it, man, every Tuesday night, man. Um, you know, this weekend is a, is a big holiday weekend coming up, Memorial Day weekend. It's going to be a lot of things going on. Hope the weather is nice wherever you are. Shout out to my people in uh, Tornado Alley, man. Our people in Oklahoma and in Texas and Kansas, they're going through it right now, man. So, you know, um, you know, send one up for them, man, because I talked to some of my people out there today, man, and they are going. it was still raining. It was, it was going down, hard body karate out there. So, um, you know, think about, you know, what's going on out there, man. It could be worse, you know what I mean? And I just tell them out there, all my people out there, you know, Wind Walker, Rocket Lot D, Lisa, y'all hold your head out there, man, you know what I mean? We're thinking about y'all. Um, it's Memorial Day weekend coming up, man. The weather's about to try to, you know, get nice and all that. And while you out there, you know, you know, grilling up the, 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 the stuff for the family and all that good stuff, man. Um, you might, you know, think about, you know, trying to, you know, a new, a new spin on things, man. Um, if you're thinking about, you know, wanting to eat healthier, you know, trying to do it a, a little bit different um, and still not lose anything. Um, I got something for you, man. My man, um, Maurice at Muggers Merrill, man, he has put an um, organic spin on traditional barbecue sauce, man. He, he does his thing. And, and I'm going to tell you, because you know how I give it up. Like, uh, when I talk about uh, playgames.com, I actually play those games. Shout out to Keith. Shout out to Sam. Congratulations, Sam, on your graduation. But, um, yeah, man, Muggers Marrow, man, they, they definitely got it going on. They got some, you know, organic things going on. Um, and I think that's the basis of what they do, man. You know, they have grilling glaze and the marinade. It's organic. Um, it's low in sugar. It's low in calories. It's low in sodium. And it tastes good. All right. Um, you know, they have a blend of dry ingredients to make the sauces sweet and savory with a definite spicy kick. Definitely. All right. Um, they're very flexible. Okay. It allows, um, you know, you can accompany, it could accompany beef, chicken, seafood, or vegetables, man, you know, either in the grill or in the kitchen. All right. Um, they're low in calories, like I said, sodium and sugar. All right. Um, and again, like I said, man, it's good. Trust me when I tell you. You know what I mean? I didn't even let the um, uh, agave garlic touch any um, vegetables or uh, meat or anything. I was using that for uh, dip in the tortilla chips. So that's how versatile this sauce is, man. Uh, you can marinate your, you know, your chops and do whatever you do. So if you want to eat healthy and you want a healthier alternative, um, you know, for, for, your, for your summertime grilling, check out um, Mugger's Marrow, man, LLC. Stick them up is the name of the, um, the sauce. It comes in four flavors, mango, mango habanero, um, agave garlic, spicy orange, and a pineapple jalapeno. And all of them are banging. Trust me. Trust me. All right. Um, if you want to, if you're interested in checking them out, the website is www.muggersmarrowllc.com. That's muggersmarrowllc.com. That's M U G G E R S M A R R O W L L C.com. Check them out, man. Very, 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 very good. They'll change your life, man. For real, for real. I, and again, man, shout out to my man Maurice, man. I just wanted to uh, get it out there. And um, if you, you know, get some of that, you know, sauce, you know what I mean? Um, tell them the mayor sent you. Tell them uh, Action VR sent you, man, when you, when you cop that sauce. Because I know you're going to cop it and you're going to be back for some more, right? That's how we do it, man. That's how we give it up right now, man. Um, 
They're between periods in game number six in the um, uh, Stanley Cup um, uh, uh, Western Conference Final. You got the St. Louis Blues leading the San Jose Sharks two to nothing, and the winner um, of that series will go on to play the Boston Bruins. Uh, the Bruins, who um, swept Carolina, are awaiting the winner of the Western Conference Final to start the Stanley Cup Finals, which will begin on um, May the twenty seventh. Um, I think, you know, the Boston Bruins, they just dominated Carolina on every, you know, every turn, man. You know, they swept them, you know, um, they, they put, you know, Carolina out of their, out of their misery, even though Carolina Hurricanes had a great season. You know, I remember a few weeks back where, uh, Alexander Ovechkin knocked the kid out in, in, in game three of that series with Carolina and Washington and Carolina came back and beat them. You know, so it could be little things like that, you know, that can, you know, propel a team. But I just think that, um, you know, uh, Boston, you know, and, and again, I dare, and yes, I said dare, any of you to talk to me about some NHL hockey. I know my stuff. And, and, and Wacko Bob, you know, is my witness, man. I talked about two months ago about Tuka Rask. I said Tuka Rask is my favorite goalie in the NHL. Tuka Rask is the man. If with Tuka Rask is hot, there's no beating Boston. There's no beating him. And he was nothing short of brilliant in that series, man, against the Carolina Hurricanes, man. So if, you, if you're going to beat Boston, you're going to have to attack Tuka Rask on the offensive end. And, again, um, uh, uh, they, they did it um, sweeping Carolina without um, Zidane O'Shara. Okay? He was out. So, again, man, you know, the Boston Bruins did what they needed to do. Um, a lot of what Boston was doing, man, they continued, you know, to, to, to dominate, you know, and, and, and again, play pressure hockey. Okay. Even though, you know, uh, Carolina had a lot of penalties that they had to deal with, man, but the, um, Boston Bruins special teams, you know, their, their penalty, you know, their, their power play was definitely on point. Their penalty kill was on point. And I think that they just was basically a better team than Carolina and Carolina couldn't handle it. You know what I mean? So, again, um, it looks like it might be a um, Boston Bruins and St. Louis Blues uh, Stanley Cup final, which would be a great final. You know what I mean? It takes you back to, you know, the Bobby Orr days and all that good stuff, man. So, again, I'm looking forward to that, man. So, uh, again, to get you caught up, you're in between periods in St. Louis, the Blues lead the San Jose Sharks 2-0. If the Blues win, um, the Stanley Cup finals will start on May the 27th, all right? This is after further review, man, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. Um, I don't know if Wacko Bob wants to talk some football real quick, man. Um, and Dominic Sue is a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now, uh, for better or for worse, you know. Um, we're going to, you know, start talking a little football maybe in the next couple of weeks as that, you know, starts to, you know, um, get on that. Uh, and, and again, man, I, I, you know, I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, right? And, you know, in Dominican Sioux, if this was like four or five years ago, I'd be like, yeah, in Dominican Sioux, yeah, we got in Dominican Sioux, we're going to do some things. But now, to me, I'm like, whatever. You know, because in Dominican Sioux, he's been on three teams. This is his third team in three years. All right? He was on the Miami Dolphins. All right? He was on the Los Angeles Rams. And now he's on Tampa Bay. And before that, when he was wrecking havoc and, and getting fined and, and doing stupid stuff, and when he was with the Detroit Lions. So, um, and Dominican Sue, I know, you know, for as much as he's trying to get away from that, you know, that bad reputation and stuff like that, 
I mean, he doesn't have any consistency about where he wants to be. Now he's just basically a vagabond. You know what I mean? He takes his talents and he goes all over the place. I'm talking behind the scenes with uh, Wacko Bob, and, and, and Wacko was like, he wouldn't be surprised if he ended up on another team next year. You know what I mean? So, again, I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised either. But um, just wanted to chop that up a little bit. Um, I, I just think that, you know, whatever happens with my Buccaneers, man, it is what it is. You know, I just want us to be better. You know, I'm not, you know, having any, you know, Super Bowl aspirations or we're going to, you know, take the lead by storm or all that. We got to get out of our own way first. And this season is going to be really, really tough for us. You know, because, again, you know, we, we talked about it before. We, you know, have a home game. We have two of our first three games at home, and then we don't have another home game until week 10, which I think is really, really unfair and it's really crazy. I don't care about the fact that we have a bye week and then we have, you know, we have the game over um, over in London against Carolina. I don't care about that. How do you want to have, have me not have a home game from week three until week 10. That don't make sense. That makes no sense at all. And to me, it's just how much that the NFL respects the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, and, and I said it a couple of weeks ago, and I'm going to say it again. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be the new Cleveland Browns. You know, everybody, you know, everybody has to have a team to laugh at and poke fun of. And I think that, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be that. You know, we haven't made the playoffs in mad long, over 10 years. You know, our situation with our quarterback is suspect. You know, he's still dealing with stuff, you know. And, and, and you know, we're going through coaching changes. Now we have another new coach and Bruce Arians, okay. Um, you know, we just let Gerald McCoy go, all right. Um, and, and we just got to work some things out, man. And hopefully that, you know, we can get it together, man. But we'll be talking about that a little bit more as we get closer um, to the uh, NFL season. I want to give a shout-out to Sonoris Perry. Sonoris Perry is going to be one of the most watched players. And I'm saying this, and I'm not being facetious when I say this. Sonoris Perry is going to be one of the most watched players in the NFL this, se- in the NFL this season. You want to know why? I'm going to give you I'll, – I'll, I'll, I'll let you take a wild guess. All right, time's up. Sonoris Perry is going to be uh, is a running back for the Buffalo Bills. And guess what number he's going to be wearing with the Buffalo Bills? Yep, you guessed it. Number 32, O.J. Simpson, the juice. And I was talking to some other some people behind the scenes. I was talking to Wacko Bob. And you know me, man. I'm, I'm quick with the punchlines because, I, you know, I, I, like, I make music and I rap too. So, again, man, I was, like, coming with some bars. And I was telling Wacko Bob, I was like, man, can you can you imagine if Sonoris Ferry has a good, you know, a couple of good games? How you know the the headlines are going to read or what the right? It's called the writers are going to have a field day with this. He cut up the defense, he killed them, and it's going it's going to be wild. It's going to be really really wild. And and to me, um, and I and I I want Wacko Bob to chime in on this. Um, I think they should left OJ Simpson's number alone. What, what do you think about that, Wacko Bob? Okay, Bob is in the building right now. He's he's handling some business right now. I think he's uh, baking some cookies, but we'll he'll, he'll be back to the show. We'll we'll figure that out. But yeah, man, this is after further review. Two point oh. 
Yeah, you know, I, I, I know that would get you. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'll say it on the air. I was putting Compound W on something. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> compound W. Okay, so, um, yeah, uh, O.J. Simpson, number 32, now belongs to Sonoris Perry. Uh, what's, your, what's your thoughts on that? Is, is, is it time for them to, you know, unretire his number, or should they just leave well enough alone? They should leave well enough alone. I think that's wrong to do to O.J. Uh, you could talk about what... And, and, and I, you know, you could talk about what uh, you know he uh, you know what he did and everything off the field, but is but what he did on the field, you know, I mean, you know, which was which was long before any of this other controversy went on. Right, right, you know, that's I mean, right. You know, you know about uh, you know, you know, you know his ex-wife and and his ex-wife's uh, love interest at the time, you know, and whatnot. Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm, was you know mm-hmm. he, he had long since retired before that. I mean, you know, it's just right. That's right. You know, you really need to just leave that alone. I mean, you know, to say, oh, gee, we shouldn't recognize OJ is wrong. Mm-hmm. Why, don't you, why don't you just say the same That's thing right. about Lyle Alzado? Because in the end, in the end, he took steroids and look what happened to him because of the roids. Right. Right. I mean, you could, you could say that if you want to get technical, as a lot of people always choose to get technical about things that they choose to get technical about. But I'm not going to go off on no tangent or nothing like that. But I just think that, you know, um, you know, O.J. Simpson, you know, that, th- you know, when you look at number 32 for the Buffalo Bills, you're not going to think Sonoris Perry. You're going to be thinking O.J. Simpson. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, again, yeah. So, so again, man, I don't I don't know um, if that is, you know, uh, uh, something that I would have did. You know what I mean? If I was, you know, with the Buffalo Bills doing it like that. But we're not, and they are. So, we'll see what happens, man. We're going to talk some football you know, as as we move along here in, in the summer and get ready for the uh, the NBA season. All right. Now we're going to talk some baseball. Um, you know, if you've been rocking with me since the beginning, you know I'm a baseball dude. You know, baseball is my first love. Baseball, I, I could have a baseball conversation with you for hours. I'm a Yankee fan. I've been a Yankee fan since 1976. Um... And I'm and I'm still a Yankee fan all day, never changed. You know, even through the the the, the, the lean years. You know, we went 18 years between world championships. All right, we won we won a championship. Um, you know, and, and and we did we did what we needed to do. 1978, we won. Okay, we didn't win again until 1996. I was still a Yankee fan. Love my team. Um, this year, man. You know, I you know is is. The Yankees are doing what they need to do. We got everybody and their mother literally on the, on the injury list for the Yankees, but the Yankees are still holding it down. Um, I want to get into some things, man. You already know I did, my, um, I did my picks before the season started. Yankees in the World Series against the St. Louis Cardinals. That's, that, that are my, those are my World Series picks. But I just think right now I want to you know, take this um, time until the uh, end of the show to just basically talk some baseball, man. You know, um, as far as the 2019 season is, is, is concerned, you know, remember, you know, everybody, you know, gets off to a good start, you know, especially, you know, Seattle Mariners. They got off to a 13-2 and two start. Reminded us of the, you know, the Mets from last year when they got off to an 11-2 start. But now the Seattle Mariners are 23-26, and 26, okay? So, you know, me, Bob, you know, Sonny, uh, 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 John Etch, you know, the whole unit, we always talk that, you know, baseball is, is, is a marathon. It's never been a sprint, all right? It's always, it's always been a marathon. So, you know, um, the Mariners 
uh, uh, could be a, you know, a, a, a test case for how, you know, how quickly things can turn. You know, you could be, you know, on top of the, on top of the world, you know, at, at one minute and then, you know, be scraping the bottom of the barrel the next. Because I remember how people were talking about, you know, Chris Sale, you know, up in Seattle giving up all those home runs. You know, but I think they forgot about that. You know what I mean? Um, you know, things could flip again, you know, but um, we're going to talk about it, man. And we're going to really get into it now between now and the end of the season, man. Because, again, like I always said, you know, Memorial Day is my jump-off point. You know, Memorial Day. I'll let Memorial Day be the, you know, first kind of first barometer of, you know, how, how the baseball season is going. And um, I think, you know, this season in particular, um, we could really talk about it in, in, in that uh, particular situation. Um, we're going to start with the National League East. All right. When the season started, we said, well, we said over here after further review, they were like, you know, uh, you know, you had the Washington Nationals who lost Bryce Harper. Okay. You have the Atlanta Braves. Okay. And you have, you know, some, some, some other situations going on, man. The, you know, Philadelphia Phillies, you know. Um, I think right now, you know, my pick for that division was the Atlanta Braves. It's still the Atlanta Braves. You know, they're the defending champs. They have a young team. They have some stars on the shout out to Ronald Acuna Jr. Shout out to Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman is my favorite first baseman in baseball. Freddie Freeman. I, that's my man, Freddie Freeman. All right. Um, I think that, you know, this, this division, you know, if, the, if all the teams were playing at their top level, would be one of the best divisions in baseball. It could be the best division in baseball. You know, right now, um, you know, the Phillies are doing their thing. You know, um, their record, you know, you know, they're the third best team in the National League. Okay. Um, you know, they started off 4-0. Okay. They never fell back to 500. You know, they're going to get it together because the weather is just getting warm. I think, you know, Bryce Harper is getting acclimated. You know, still, he's still getting acclimated to, you know, his new situation in Philadelphia. Okay. They got J.P. Ramuto. You know, Jake Arrieta still doing his thing on the veteran tip. And then they have some youngsters, um, you know, um, McKay. Franco, they have you know a couple of other guys that can make some things happen, um, and, and again, you know, it, it's safe to say that the Phillies are going to be there all year long. Um, the Atlanta Braves, the Braves have dealt with a lot of injury issues to their pitching staff, and they're starting to get it together now a little bit. All right, um, you know, they, they they've won you know a seven in their last nine against quality competition. Um, I just know you know a lot of you know things that could go on and it probably will go on as we get deeper into the summer. I mean, the New York Mets have problems. They have problems with the world today, man. You want to assess for this broke his ankle yesterday on way, multiple, you know, fractures in his ankle. I don't know what he was doing on his ranch. Why is he at his ranch? Why is you want to at his ranch? But I guess, Oh, well, he could be where he want to be now because his ankle is broke. Um, the Mets got swept by the, you know, the, uh, what are we, what are they, the Miami Marlins now? The Florida Marlins? I can't keep up. But um, the Marlins were 10-31 and 31 before that series. They shut the Mets out in back-to-back games, okay? Um, you know, when, when the Mets, you know, signed Robinson Cano, a lot of, you know, excitement. But us as fans, Robinson Cano used to play for the Yankees. And, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with him not hustling sometimes and him having a lackadaisical attitude about it. You know what I mean? And, you know, the, the thing about Robinson Cano was that he made it look so easy that he looked like he was, you know, he was bored out there. 
but now, you know, it's starting to, you know, the same, you know, bad habits, not, you know, hustling, not running out, you know, ground balls and things of that nature. Um, and it's starting to kind of like reflect and now it's starting to turn into a negative. All right. Um, I don't know what the Mets are going to do. They got to figure it out. You know, even, you know, uh, uh, Jacob DeGrom is getting touched. You know what I mean? At least you could say that the Mets had pitching with Syndergaard and DeGrom and Wheeler and those guys. But now, you know, I, I don't know what to say about the New York Mets now. You know, and as far as the, the, the Washington Nationals are concerned, to me, this year could be, you know, I'm going to use my term again, a tax write-off. They lost Bryce Harper. That's their easiest excuse. They lost Bryce Harper. But then again, it, you know, they can't use that as an excuse because they have a couple of young players, man, that's supposed to step up and make people forget about Bryce Harper. So, again, man, that National League East, man, it, it, could, be, it could be a problem. Um, the National League Central, man, as far as that's concerned, that could be the best division in baseball. You got the Milwaukee Brewers. You got the Chicago Cubs. You got the St. Louis Cardinals, all right? Um, and, and, and Cincinnati's not a slouch. The Reds aren't a slouch this year. Shout out to the Oxio Pui, all right? But um, we're going to talk about our top ten, all right? Major League Baseball, then we're going to get back into the divisions. All right, number 10, you got the Cleveland Indians, all right? Um, I think, you know, Jose Ramirez is, is, is doing his thing, you know, um, as far as Cleveland is concerned. They were, you know, trying to worry and hold the fort down until um, Francisco Lindor got back, which is cool, you know what I mean? And, and now they, they're finding themselves looking up at the Minnesota Twins. And we said over here after further review that the Minnesota Twins we're going to win the American League Central. And we'll get into that in a minute. All right? But number 10, we got the Cleveland Indians. Number 9, we got the Boston Red Sox. Um, you know, the Red Sox, you know, they, they lost two out of three to the um, Houston Astros. Great series. You know, they'll get another shot at Houston uh, um, this weekend, you know. So, uh, I, I mean, you know, these series, these great series, you know, Boston and Houston, for example, they're happening really early in the season. You know what I mean? It, it, it's kind of annoying to see, you know, these you know these series like this get put together and bunched together. You know, you need to spread them out. You know, you need to have some of these series be played like in, 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 in August and September where, you know, it could really, 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 really um, add some excitement and interest in baseball. But, um, you know, the Boston Red Sox, they got off to a really, really slow start. They're over 500 now. Uh, doing their thing, 25 and 22. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what's going on with them. I got them at number nine. Number eight, I got the Philadelphia Phillies. You know, um, only the Chicago White Sox are playing the easiest schedule than the Phillies. All right. Um, this week, the Phillies are going to um, go into Wrigley Field and they go into Miller Park before um, the Cardinals uh, come into Philly. And then um, they, the Phillies go back on the road. Uh, out west to play the Dodgers and the Padres. So, again, man, we're just going to see, you know, what happens right now. And I think that um, the Philadelphia Phillies are going to be one of those teams that are going to be there once, you know, the dog days of summer really approach. And uh, we'll see. We'll really see what Bryce Harper is made of. That's what I kind of want to see. I kind of want to see what Bryce Harper is going to do when the heat is on. I mean, it's cool when you're at the Washington Nationals, you're in the, you know, uh, 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 um, you know pseudo-pendant race. You know what I mean? But you could never give o get over the hump. Now, you know, you're in a sit different situation in Philly. You got some pitching. You got some young, you know, some youngsters. And you had that in Washington. But, I mean, money talks and BS runs a marathon. Shout out to Neil Brown. 
But I, I, I just mean think that the Philadelphia Phillies have some things to prove to the the league, to their competitors, and to themselves. And we'll see what happens. Um, the Milwaukee Brewers. I think that um, you know the Brewers are my pick to win the National League Central. You know, they, they, they picked up, um, you know, they went back to the future and got Gio Gonzalez. You know, I think uh, Christian Yellis has calmed down a little bit after he went crazy the first, what, three or four weeks of the season. Christian Yellis was going berserk. You know, it's like he hitting, almost hitting two home runs every game, you know. But um, it was a question, you know, why the, you know, the Brewers couldn't hit on the road. But they went out and scored, you know, they scored four runs, six runs, five runs, 11 runs, and eight runs in their first five games last week, which happened to be on the road. So, again, I think, you know, the Brewers men are, fi- are finding their way, you know, and, and nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with finding your way because, again, like we're going we're gonna to say it again, the baseball season is a marathon. It's not a sprint. So as long as you can, you know, stay, you know, keep the people that are in front of you, keep them in sight, you'll be okay. All right? So I got the Brewers at number seven. At number six, I got the Tampa Bay Rays. All right. Um, remember, they started off at fourteen and four. Okay. Um, now they, you know, hovering, you know, they're doing their thing. You know, twenty-seven to seventeen. You know, and, and you know, it's, a, it's only going to get worse for them. You know, um, it's you know, it's time to start beating good teams. You know what I mean? You know, they, they got to do what they got to do. They played the Yankees recently, and the Yankees did their numbers. You know what I mean? And, and Tampa Bay is a good team. Will they win ninety games again this year? They could. You know, and um, a lot of people, you know, get on them about their openers situation with the pitchers and all that. But let them handle their business. Let them do what they do. You know what I mean? Because it's working for them, you know, and, I, and, 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 you know, that's all you could basically say. If it's working for them, then, you know, why, why knock them? Um, score update. Game four, Eastern Conference Finals, Toronto Raptors 52, Milwaukee Bucks 46, about three minutes to go in the first half. All right, number five, we got the Minnesota Twins. All right, the Twins are slugging 505 this year. They never even slugged 440 in the season before. All right, I think the Twins have a devastating lineup. I picked them to win the American League Central. I like what they're doing. They just have to keep on doing it. Now that we got to that part of the season where, you know, now, you know, people are starting to pay attention. It's not early anymore. All right, Memorial Day weekend is coming up, you know what I mean, and we're going to see what it is. Number four, we got the Los Angeles Dodgers, all right? The Dodgers are going to, you know, you know, they were in the World Series last year. They didn't really play like they wanted to, but they still are the defending National League champs, all right? Um, Yun Jun Ryu, he has a 31-inning scoreless streak going, and he's pitching to a 1.52 ERA. Last year, he had a 1.97 ERA. So the Dodgers still have some pitching, regardless of what's going on with Clayton Kershaw and, and, and all of those guys, all right? Um, number three, we got the Chicago Cubs. You know, the Cubs are back in the building doing what they need to do, challenging for that National League Central. Um, I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think the Cubs are going to make the playoffs. I think that, you know, with all the magic that they had in recent years, I think something's missing with the Chicago Cubs. Something's missing, and we'll, we'll figure it out, and we'll pay attention to that as um, the summer progresses as we move along. Number two, I got my New York Yankees, man. All right? They beat the Tampa Bay Rays um, the past two weeks. All right? And the past two weekends, they had series with Tampa Bay, and they beat them. 
And um, Gary Sanchez is a one-man wrecking crew against the Baltimore Orioles. He is crushing. He had a home run tonight against the Baltimore Orioles. He's crushing them. I think he's got eight home runs this year against Baltimore. All right? Yankees are the team to beat in America the East. That's my World Series pick right there, the Yankees and the St. Louis Cardinals. And uh, we'll see what happens. Um, the Houston Astros, number one. They've had two different 10-game winning streaks this year. And they've only played 47 games. That's crazy. I, I think I'm going to try to make one of those. Um, the, the, the Astros coming to Yankee Stadium in a couple of weeks. I think I'm going to try to make a couple of games for that series and see what it is. And um, we'll talk about it. All right, we're going to take a quick pause for the cause. When we come back, we're going to finish up with the divisions in baseball. And um, I got the three-minute rant coming. This is after further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass on a Tuesday night, man. Rock with me. We're taking a break. Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. This is Rex Scott of the band X-Center. I don't need to tell you how much porn dominates the internet. It is so spiritually destructive, and it's easy to get hooked, but there is a way out. Log on to the number one Christian porn site, triplexchurch.com, and download free accountability software, or get involved with Triple X Church's online recovery support, triplexchurch.com. Say no to the bunny and become an X-Sinner. What if I didn't come from a famous family? What if I didn't have all their support? What if I couldn't finish my education? What if I didn't have all these opportunities? Believe me, it wouldn't be pretty. Pause before you play. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 
1-800-273-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. I'm Marie Osmond. Choices. Some are minor, others life-changing. But what if your small choices matter the most, like the stairs or the elevator, baked or fried? What if these small choices determine if you'll be the one out of every three women who die of heart disease this year? These choices might not seem life-changing today, but women are dying of heart disease at the rate of almost one per minute. Luckily, it's mostly preventable. Choose to act. Our hearts, our choice. Make your choice at GoRedForWomen.org. It may not happen in six months, it may not happen in a year, it may not happen in two years, but at some point, my dream is going to become a reality. The Harley Race Wrestling Academy, the greatest wrestling school on God's green earth, where champions aren't born, they're made. If you have the passion, the motivation, and the dream to become a professional wrestler, then make the right decision. Investing in your future starts right here at the Harley Race Wrestling Academy. For more information, go to HarleyRace.com. Make your choice right now. Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rate. That's 863-294-5630 for Skis Watch and Clock.
Boom, we back in the building. All right, shout out to um, the rest in peace. Happy birthday, born day salute to the notorious B.I.G. And all that good stuff, man, you know. He was born on May 21st. All right, he would have been 47 years old today. All right, um, you know, Biggie is Biggie, you know what I mean? A lot of people, you know, uh, uh, love and respect that dude, you know what I mean? And, I, and, and, and I'm from Brooklyn, right? And I, just, I wasn't really that much of a Biggie Smalls fan, I, not until after he passed, you know what I mean? Because to me, you know, being from New York, you see these cats all the time. And, you know, and, and when I say see them all the time, I mean see them all the time. You know, he was from Bed-Stuy, from Flatbush. So you know, I would go to Bed-Stuy, you go downtown or whatever, you see him, be like, yo, what up? We keep it moving, you know what I mean? So it wasn't never really a, a, a starstruck thing for me or whatever. And as far as the music was concerned, I mean, his music is dope. And it's always going to be dope and it's timeless, you know what I mean? But I, and I have a, a particular problem with um, uh, Puffy you know, Sean Combs, but we won't get into that here. So, because, you know, we're trying to, you know, celebrate, um, you know, Christopher Wallace, AKA Notorious B.I.G. on his birthday. Rest in peace, sir. I just wanted to put that out there. I mean, this is after further review 2.0, AKA the Sauron Pass. You got the mayor in the building. 954-246-0398 is the mathematics. Shout out to everybody that talks sports, man. And, um, they, you know, they tap out after an hour or two because, you know, they, you know, we gurgitate the same topics, man. I'm here. I'm in the building. We could talk about anything man we could even talk about the horse that you know didn't have a jockey riding in the Pritten states that was crazy i never saw that before the horse i forgot the horse's name he threw the jockey off like as soon as the race started they let him out the gate and he finished the race on the outside though you know what i mean he finished the race without the jockey and i had two questions and they might have been dumb questions or whatever but what if he would have won Without the jockey, okay? The answer I got was I wouldn't have counted because you got to have a jockey and a horse to win. All right. And then my second question would have been, what if, you know, he would have tried to, you know, run in, you know, run in the group? That would have been really, really sad, yo, because it would have been horses all over the place. It would have been bodies all over the place. So uh, I'm just glad that it, it turned out the way it did. You know what I mean? It was kind of, you know, it was, you know, it wasn't funny, funny, but it was just different to see that go on, you know? And uh, yeah, we talk about that. You know, we talked about the WNBA earlier in the show. Um, I would talk about Tiger Woods, but he didn't make the cut. You know what I mean? After winning the Masters. So life comes at you fast. But this is after further review, man. 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. We talk sports like we talk sports over here. Shout out to my man, John Etch. Shout out to my man, Lamont Bass. Um, So now we're back in the, in, the, in the building, man, talking baseball. We're going to finish up talking baseball. Then I got the three-minute rant, and then we're going to get up out of here. Um, Where was I? I started off with the National League East, talking about the Phillies and the Braves. And, you know, um, I didn't even mention the Miami Marlins. That's my bad. Um, Derek Jeter's got to figure it out. He's got to figure it out because you don't want him to turn into, you know, Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Those those guys are great, you know, on the you know on the field and on the court, but you know behind the desk and then you know as CEOs and owners, they're garbage, man. Terrible. You know what I mean? So you know Derek Jeter's got to figure it out. Um, nationally central, man, the Chicago Cubs are doing their thing, their game ahead of Milwaukee Brewers. I got the Milwaukee Brewers winning that division, but I think that division could really be, you know, one of the hottest in baseball as well, man, the St. Louis Cardinals. They're my national league pick to come out and, you know, go to the world series, the St. Louis Cardinals. 
you know, Cincinnati Reds, you know, even though they're, you know, below 500, they're in last place right now. Um, I'm, I'm not sleeping on them either. You know, uh, I could do without all the uniform changes the Cincinnati Reds have. I could do without that. You know what I mean? But, you know, it is what it is. They're celebrating 150 years in uh, uh, Major League Baseball, and the Cincinnati Reds are right there with them, so I get that. Um, as far as the division is concerned, I, I still like Milwaukee, man. I like Milwaukee doing what they do. I mean, again, Christian Yelich, you know, he's, he's falling off a little bit from his blazing hot start, you know, but I think that the Milwaukee Brewers can do some things now. Um, you know, they're probably going to look forward to, you know, what's going to happen at the, at the trade deadline now. You know what I mean? I think if the Brewers and can hang out and, and, and beat the Cubs and, and do what they need to do, I think the Brewers are going to win that division. I think the St. Louis Cardinals are going to be a wild card. Um, the National League West, man, Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, I think we're finally starting to see the real Dodgers that we've been looking forward to seeing the last couple of seasons. I mean, Jack Peterson, you know, is hitting, you know, Cody Bellinger's hitting the, the, the hide off the baseball. Those guys are doing their numbers. They're 31 and 17. Um, and, and won seven out of their last 10. They're doing their numbers, man. And, and, and again, like we mentioned, um, Hyun Jin Ryu earlier. In, in, in the show, and he's doing his thing. Arizona doing their numbers. San Diego with Manny Machado. They're probably, you know, where we thought they would be at 500. You know, Manny Machado was really not going to make that much of a difference. You know, uh, and I think reality is starting to set in now as far as San Diego is concerned. But I think, you know, give them a couple of years, man. You know, they have one of the, you know, um, you know youngest in, in, you know, teams in baseball doing their thing. Shout out to Fernando Tatis Jr., you know what I mean? That whole squad out there doing their numbers. Colorado Rockies bringing up the rear along with the San Francisco Giants. Um, Madison Bumgarner might be, you know, trade bait. You know what I mean? I still keep an eye on Buster Posey. You know what I mean? I like, I always like Buster Posey's game since he first came in the league. You know, he got those three rings in five years, man. And, you know, that seems like a hundred years ago at the San Francisco Giants stayed in the World Series. Every other year, the San Francisco Giants was winning the World Series. You know what I mean? But, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Life comes at you fast. Now the Giants are in last place, 10 games back, and uh, hopefully they can work some things out. Let's get to the American League. And uh, we're going to start in the American League East, the New York Yankees. First place Yankees. You already know what it is, man. We're doing this with, you know, a lot of, you know, uh, um, injuries. You know, all our, you know, main components are injured. Judge, Stanton. You know, Didi Gregorius, now he, he's back to playing, you know, some extended spring training games. So, he may, you know, he's going to be back soon. Let him get right. You know what I mean? And, uh, but you can't take anything away from what these guys are doing right now, man. Everybody is contributing. You know, from Gliber Torres, you know what I mean, DJ LeMayhew, Luke Voigt, you know what I mean? Um, we, we're getting it, you know, from all over the place, man. But I think the biggest name and the biggest contribution is being made by Gary Sanchez. I think that Gary, this is going to be, this has to be a kind of a makeup year for Gary Sanchez. I mean, he's hitting, he's, he, he's tearing it up right now. He has a home run tonight against the uh, Baltimore Orioles. I mentioned it earlier in the show. He's got eight home runs this season against Baltimore, and he's just doing his thing. And I think if Gary Sanchez can stay hot, you know, we get Stanton back, we get Judge back, we get Didi back, we'll be okay. I think we'll be okay. We're going to win the division, and uh, we're going to win the World Series. That's, that's basically what, we, what that is. Um, as far as the rest of the business is concerned, you know, Boston is on the come up. They're doing their thing, 7-3 and three in their last 10. And, um, you know, they got off to a really, really slow start. 
you know, but I think that, um, you know, the Boston Red Sox are going to be right there, um, you know, along with Tampa Bay and the Yankees. Um, as far as Toronto is concerned, you know, you know, um, they took the, you know, they took the bow off the package of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. It was all good, you know, and I think he's, you know, he's starting to hit, you know, heat up. He's hit a couple of home runs recently, and uh, he's doing his thing. But Toronto's going to win some games. They're four and six in their last ten, man. It's not going to get any easier for them as the season progresses. All right, the American League Central, um, Minnesota Twins. They start. They're opening up a little lead right now. I picked them to win the division. I like what they're doing. I told you before the season started, the Minnesota Twins, man. I like them, okay? Um, 31-16, and 16, nothing to sneeze at. 7-3 and three in their last 10. Uh, Five-and-a-half game lead over the Cleveland Indians. A lot of people, you know, like the Cleveland Indians. You know, I think that's, you know, they're doing that um, on the strength of, you know, what's going on in the past. But I, I like the Minnesota Twins to do their numbers, man. And I just think that, you know, that division is just going to be basically a two-team race between Minnesota and Cleveland. I don't think really Chicago or Detroit or Kansas City Royals are going to do too much. I think those teams are kind of basically in, in, in rebuild mode. And, um, you know, they'll see, they'll see uh, better days ahead, all right? Um, especially, you know, Detroit, they've lost six in a row. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just frustrating to see that, but it just is what it is, man. You can't win them all. All right, American League West, man. Um, Houston Astros doing what they do. You know, they kind of like, you know, got everybody else in their rearview mirror. You know, they're the only team in that division, the American League West, that's over 500. You know, remember we talked about the Seattle Mariners earlier in, in the show. The Mariners in last place, 10 games back of Houston Astros. How'd that work? You know, everybody was in love with the Seattle Mariners. You know, you can't, you know, they were talking about they're going to the playoffs and they're doing, nah, man, knock it off, man. How long have you been watching baseball, man? Real talk. How long have you been watching baseball? It must not have been a long time. If you thought because of the Seattle Mariners started off at 13-2, and they're going to win the World Series. And I was hearing stuff from people like that. I was hearing stuff from, you know, people like, yo, Seattle Mariners are coming off. They're going to surprise. They're going to shock the world. Nah, man. And I don't know where those people are right now. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's what I love about this, man. You know, and, and, and I don't give, you know, a lot of people – too much credit because they like to strike when the iron's hot. When the iron's not hot, you don't hear from them, you know. And I like, and I'm one to remind them of that. And that's where they get mad at me because I remind them, you know. They like to be prisoners of the moment, you know, and think that you know because you're you know you're following the team that's hot right now. You know what you're talking about. I beg to differ. I definitely beg to differ. The sports thing is, 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 is different, man, and especially with baseball. With baseball, man, you know, you could be hot today and cold tomorrow. You could be 0 for 5 in a game and hit the game-winning home run or get a game-winning base hit and you're the hero. But your stat, your, your stat line is going to read you went 1 for 6. And, and so that's, that's what baseball is, man. You, can, you know, your numbers might not be all there, but you could still be a great player. Again, we've talked about it before. All you got to do is get three hits out of every ten times at bat, and you're a Hall of Famer. How that work? If you hit three shots out of every ten shots at basketball, you're a bum. If you hit three field goals out of every ten field goals at football, you're a bum. If you get three hits 
out of every 10 times you come to the plate in baseball, you are a world, uh, a Hall of Fame worthy player. If you go three for 10, you're a Hall of Fame player. So that's why baseball is different, man. And I love it, and that's my game. And, um, again, I just hope that, you know, this season, um, you know, works out, you know, the best for, you know, the best teams. And you, like, you want to see the best teams, and, and baseball is a sport that will have the best teams out there at the end of the day, right? You know, when, 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 when you know, late August and September rolls around, we'll see. You know, but I think you're still going to, you know, we're still going to be talking about, you know, your Houston Astros and your Minnesota Twins and your Yankees and, you know, the Phillies and the Braves and the Brewers and the Cubs and, you know, the the Cardinals and the Dodgers and stuff like that. We'll still still be talking about those teams. So, again, you know, April is, if if you want to, you know, use the the terminology of tax write-off when it comes to baseball, April is the month where's the tax write-off April and May. All right. So when we're, we're, we're now at the point where, you know, we're getting ready for Memorial day weekend. I already told you guys that Memorial day weekend is the jump off point where we, you know, really get into baseball hard body. And that's what we're going to do. You know what I mean? So rock with us, man, from now until, you know, the hunt for October, you know how we give it up, man. All right. And now I got to remind you again, man, the Yankees, I got the Yankees and the Cardinals. Going to the World Series, all right? Um, It's about time for the three-minute rant. And um, the three-minute rant starts right now. All right. What the three-minute rant is going to be on tonight is the uh, Deontay Wilder and Dominic Brazil fight. Now, the three-minute rant is going to last longer than that fight did. I'm sorry. It just is what it is. Um, I knew Dominic Brazil didn't have a chance. He didn't have a chance at all. I don't care, you know, what the situation was that went down in the hotel room and they was beefing with each other. And, you know, Deontay Wilder is a problem. He's a beast, yo. And I think that until um, he fights Anthony Joshua, that is not going to be solidified. You know, he's going to be, you know, beating up a, 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 a bunch of bums, knocking out a bunch of bums in the first round until he gets to Anthony Joshua. You know, now, Luis Ortiz gave Deontay Wilder some problems, okay, some real problems. But I think that um, what Deontay Wilder brings to the table is excitement, okay. Um, you know, he could be closing in. He's 40, you know, 40 and, well, 41 and 0, 40 and 0. Um, you know, I want to see what's going to happen to him as he gets closer to that, you know, 49 and 0, if he gets to that. You know what I mean? So I'm not mad at him for, you know, doing what he needs to do. But I think that, um, you know, he really needs to fight Anthony Joshua. He might need to fight Anthony Joshua twice, you know, um, because we don't want to turn this into a Riddick Bowe, Lennox Lewis situation where, you know, you just talked about it. You know what I mean? And that never, that fight never, that, that fight never materialized, you know, and, it's always, you know, excuses to promoters, it's the networks, it's this and it's that. Those guys need to sit down at the table and figure it out, okay? Because a fight of this magnitude, you know we're going to get more than one. So to me, it's simple. You know, have a fight, you know, fight in Vegas, fight in, the, in, in, in London. It's simple. 
you know, but every, everybody wants to have, you know, the bigger piece of the pie and everybody wants to, you know, be the man and, and, and be the dominant force at the table. So I think in this, in, in this situation, in this particular circumstance right here with, with, with uh, Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua, they just need to get it on, man, and get it popping. So, um, you know, we could, we could have a fight and something that we could talk about, man, and this, so this generation can have their super fight as far as the heavyweight division is concerned. Because, again, you know, people are right. When the heavyweight division is right, you know, it's, it's, it's the best thing going. You know, and we haven't had the heavyweight division, you know, been, hasn't been right since really, you know, the early 2000s, the late 90s. You know, so they got you know, to figure that out, man, you know, and work that out. But um, I think, you know, again, you know, Deontay Wilder is definitely a beast. You know, and Dominic Brazil, I don't know, you know, what, what his deal is. Talk about the referee stopped the fight too early. I, I don't know. I don't know. He sounded like Bernard Hopkins on that one. When Bernard Hopkins got knocked out of the ring in his last fight. You know, but um, it is what it is, man. It's hopefully that, um, you know, Deontay and, and, and um, Anthony Joshua can get it together. They can come to some kind of agreement and figure out what they're going to do, man. Um, I, I'm looking forward to you know, a couple of fights between those guys, man, both undefeated heavyweights and somebody's always got to go. You know what I mean? Build up the excitement. I get it. You want to get the most bang for your buck, the most money and all that. But man, knock it off, man. Make the fight happen. All right, that's the theme of the rent. All right, yo, we're about to get up out of here, man. It's Dr. for the Review 2.0, a.k.a. the Side Round Pass. You got the mayor in the house every Tuesday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Wacko Bob holding me down behind the boards. Shout out to everybody who's listening to the show. I appreciate you. Um, you can check me out Mondays on uh, What About That Game? Calfani Radio from 8 to 9 p.m. Shout out to Rockness Monsters. Shout out to Miss Mo Better, Queen Amina. Tuesday night, you already know the deal. I'm here. Um... Check me out in Validated Magazine. I got a nice article in Validated Magazine, man, um, about Lost Disciples Incorporated. I'm not going to tell you what it's about, but um, just check out the magazine. It's the one with Smith & Wesson on the cover. All right. Um, I'm on Twitter at RMDES. Check me out. All right. I'm not hard to get along with or hard to reach. After further review on Facebook, we're going to be in the building on Thursday. We got the WNBA um, season preview coming up on Thursday on After Further Review. Um, I just want to thank everybody for checking me out, rocking with me, and um, that's how we give it up, man. And uh, shout out to Wacko Bob and the whole unit over there at Action VR Network, man. Thank y'all for holding me down. This is the mayor. I'm about to get up out of here. If you want to get at me, get at me on Twitter, all right? Peace. i